Hello there, my name is Adam Lazera, and I am in a band called Taking Back Sunday. You are listening to the For the Berg podcast by Ron Gaeta. Nope. Mr. Pop. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the For the Berg podcast, episode 29. And as always, I'm your host, Ron Gaeta. And this is a very special episode of the show. After all of my annoying social media messages and mentions and tags and emails, we finally made it work to get my favorite singer from my favorite band of all time. Adam Lazare from Taking Back Sunday is my guest today. Adam and I run through every single Taking Back Sunday album. He gives us his personal favorite song from each record. We talk about some B-sides and demos that didn't quite make the cut on some of their albums. We talk about how Taking Back Sunday puts on one of the best live shows you'll ever see in your life from all the mic swinging and hanging upside down from the rafters. He shows a bunch of Pittsburgh love and shares some Pittsburgh show memories, including knocking his front tooth out with the microphone and stopping a show to break up a fight. Also, this Saturday, October 17th, Adam will be live streaming a live solo concert. He'll be playing some original songs, some covers, and also some Taking Back Sunday deep cuts. So definitely be sure to head over to any of Taking Back Sunday social media pages or their website to grab your ticket to that stream. Enjoy, guys. Guys, I can't believe I'm saying this, but please welcome to the show one of the best live rock and roll performers you'll ever see in your entire life. <laughs> my personal favorite lead singer from my personal favorite band of all time, Adam Lazera of Taking Back Sunday. Hey, Adam, man. Thank you for the kind words. We, we finally did it. We finally made it happen. Thanks for not ignoring, yep. <laughs> ignoring all of my uh, messages and muting me on, on social media. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like funny. I've been having this love-hate relationship with... Uh, social media so i'll go like a string of days not checking anything and then uh and you were very persistent because then when i would go to check it i'd be like man this guy really wants me to on his podcast i should probably do it <laughs> <laughs> and i definitely appreciate that um so where we usually get these started just get into some of your earlier musical influences when you knew you wanted to play music for a living or when you knew that was an actual possibility well uh when i was a kid you know um I like think like the uh, the like Nirvana like when like when I was introduced to that that kind of changed my uh, changed the way I viewed um, music and would consume music and then as I'm sure it did for a lot of people my age and then that led to uh, you know just just um, anything fast and loud I just love like Lifetime's still one of my favorite bands. And, uh, and then, you know, um, I, we've been extremely lucky and I've been extremely lucky just to be able to, uh, take, take like my love of music and, you know, make it into what I can do for a living, you know, like that's, there's definitely times, you know, like, uh, when you start to worry or I start to worry, like, man, I hope we can keep doing it because it's the best and I don't want that to go away. 
Um, so anybody listening to this uh, show right now will know that uh, you joined the band as a bassist back way back when. Yep. Um, yeah. Were there any any uh, demos or any uh, topsy rec- uh, recordings of you singing those original songs that uh, that were on that little demo EP or whatever with uh, Antonio as the singer? No, we um. Well, there's there's like one or two songs to where I'm just singing backups mm-hmm. on those, but um. No, we recorded those uh, with Antonio singing, and then, you know, after like Sean joined the band and I started just singing, that was, um, yeah, like I'm trying to think, yeah, like we just went in and did the demos for Tell All Your Friends. Yeah, awesome. So something I do with uh, all the guys here, kind of like an album run through. I know you guys did something similar to this whenever you uh, put out your little uh, album things on YouTube. Um, for for the uh, 20 year anniversary but uh just a little mm-hmm. little story about each record something uh that was going on uh during that time and then you're just your personal favorite song from each one if you don't mind yeah sure uh there was um well with uh tell all your friends you know that was the first time we were ever like in a like a real studio i mean like mike sapone has has a studio and that counts but i mean as far as like a commercial like we had to drive to new jersey and all that to mm-hmm. record that record and then so that was just so exciting for us and just the idea that we would have something that would or like we were making something that people would be able to you know go to a store to find uh was pretty incredible so and then i think like great romance of the, of the 20th century was the first uh song that we wrote for that record um or like the first song that we wrote with uh me singing and right. then so I'd probably say that one. And then Where You Want to Be was also a real exciting time. You know, we were working with Lou Giordano. And then, um, you know, like with all the records, I'm just really proud of all of them. Because I was thinking like, oh, okay, okay, let's pick a favorite song from that record. And, but it's just hard to pick just one. Like, I, like, dec- like Decade Under the Influence, I guess, from that record came together. Uh, it was Fred and I were about to go do some acoustic performance and we had like half of the song and I re- remember we just finished it like uh just kind of there on the spot so we would have something new to play um so that was really exciting I'm really happy with how that came out and then nice. the video for it was super fun mm-hmm. a song um, from um like a like a, a b-side or uh like a demo from where you want to be follow the format um yeah can you talk a little about a little about that song and why maybe that one didn't make the cut there or? um I think uh that one didn't make the cut just because it wasn't we didn't think it was as good as the other ones it was just mm-hmm. kind of as simple as that yeah. and then um uh, i do remember that song there's like this line um i was trying to we ended up going with the word coffin but i was trying really hard to work the word mausoleum mm-hmm. in there i just remember spending like hours just kind of arguing with everybody on why it was a good idea <laughs> and then losing the fight in the end. <laughs> so I had Fred on the show and I talked about that song and he said that there was, there's another line from that song uh, from Seinfeld. Is that right? It's not a lie. If you believe it, is that? Oh yeah. George, George, <laughs> yeah. George Costanza. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Also on that record, there's a, there's a Mitch Hedberg line. Uh, I think it's in, um, I am Fred Astaire and it's a, I used to, but I used to too. Yeah, yeah. Which I always thought was pretty funny. He's, <laughs> that's that's at favorites. the end of that song, I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, moving on here in the uh, the album run through here, louder now. 
louder now that was uh just a huge jump for us you know because we were working with eric valentine and he's one of our favorite producers arguably i think he's one of the best um right right now and then so uh we were just learning so much and then uh and then also you know like we felt like there was a lot of momentum at that time <clears throat> so it was a real uh like real exciting and and then like this uh 20-year tour that we were fortunate enough to do last year we uh you know like we played that record through a whole lot of times and then I, it's funny because then like different songs kind of poke their head up you know uh through that process but i think miami is probably my favorite off of that record um nice. just it, yeah like i like the i like how it makes me feel uh that that's your first major record label uh album there how, how much say quote unquote uh do you really have in uh, the recording process there uh anything you guys would have changed or or wouldn't have changed that um coming from the label no no you know they gave us uh i mean like there was a lot of kind of free reign to do what we wanted um nice. and then i think too like working with eric like they um they had a lot of faith in him as well and if they were like uh if they did have their opinions that I believe they would voice them to Eric first. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, next one here, a very underrated Taken Back Sunday album, I think, but one that I still enjoy, New Again. Yeah. Yeah, that one was uh, fun, too. You know, we um, we recorded it in New York and Manhattan, and that was awesome because we, uh, like we had like a re re rehearsal space there for years, and then so just to kind of, you know, like, take the train into the studio every day was pretty pretty incredible um and then that one i uh, probably catholic knees is one of my favorite songs off of that record but where 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 your mouth is i love that one too nice i thought you're gonna say i, I like that whole I you're gonna say everything must go for some reason but yeah the whole record's awesome yeah man i was uh i mean that was a crazy time too because like i was i was living between new york and texas and there's just a lot of life changes going on mm -hmm. It was a, uh, it was a fun time though. Nice. Uh, next here, the uh, original band gets back together. John and Sean rejoin the band, uh, the self-titled. Yeah, that was awesome because you know John and Sean were back and we were kind of able to, like that whole, like the writing process and recording. That was all of us reconnecting, you know, and and we got to work with Eric again. That was awesome, and uh, yeah, I mean that one too. Like there's that's another one that like uh like i think we went back to revisit that one not too long ago and we were talking about it and then uh and yeah like i love all the songs on that one too i think we did a really good job <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> um, um there's another since one you're gone it's one of my favorites nice another uh like b-side i want to talk about their demo you should have waited now that one yeah. I'm pretty sure just from, man, it was a long, long time ago, but I'm pretty sure that had a recycled uh, riff or something like that from there. It kind of had two names to it. One was either I'm not gay. I just wish I were or baby your beard hurts. Is, is that right? Is that that come from that yeah. song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, that, uh, the, I'm not gay. I just wish I were. That's a Kurt Cobain quote. Um, there, there, there's a, yeah. Like the, before John and Sean had left the band, we, um, that was one of the ones that we were working on. And so it never really had like an official title. We just kind of mm -hmm. said that. 
like I think I would change it every couple nights when mm. we would play it live. Um, so that was really, um, I can't remember if it was like, I can't remember who found those demos. It could have been Mark because he, he has a good catalog of all, like everything we've done. And mm -hmm. um, that was one of the ones that we thought that the music was real strong you know so we wanted to give take another stab at it and i think the updated version as far as my end goes was much better yeah it's a really good song are there any Thank other you. um yeah are there any other older demos or anything like that with uh that you guys have kind of recycled and made into newer songs that either made it onto one of these newer albums or um just just didn't make it on but you guys recorded and tried to rework them um no there's something that came to mind you know like at that time like before John and Sean were leaving, that was like a real kind of dark time in the band. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what we were writing wasn't that good. Um, so we didn't really keep any of it, except for the one song. Yeah. Uh, next uh, album here, Happiness Is. Yeah, man, that one was awesome. You know, like we got the name for that, rec that record. Um, my buddy, Will, he, uh, he inherited like all of these like boxes and boxes of these old old records and there was a ray conniff record called just says in huge letters at at the top happiness is and then ray conniff and i was like man that's brilliant so that's how that got it got its name but that was super fun too we got to record we did half with our buddy mark hudson who for years um uh was doing or or we toured with him he was doing front of house he's uh tours with against me now he was uh in played bass in uh for laura jane uh nice. like the howling mothers and and then so yeah so he did half the record and then we did the other half with mike sapone awesome yeah and, and what uh, would your favorite song from happiness is be man um that's another one you know it's hard to pick one but there's flicker fade was one of the i think one of the um first ones that came together for that record so that one stands out a lot Nice. The next one here, the, uh, the, the latest full length that you guys have put out, uh, Tidal Wave? Tidal Wave. Yes. My favorite. No, it's As awesome. of now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, there's, yeah, we, re we recorded that in North Carolina, and um, which was real great because, you know, we could just go, like, go home. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, after all the touring and all, and all that, it was that was real nice. And, and then, so yeah, we re record that at our buddy's studio here called Susu. And uh, that was real fun. Cause I feel like if like the self-titled and happiness is, if that's kind of like us, like getting comfortable with one another again, as far as like writing and working goes. And, and like, I think tidal wave is like us just kind of uh, putting our heads down and showing what we can do, you know? Um, and again, I mean, I have so many favorites on that record. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to pick just one. There's what made you guys, yeah, one that nobody, or that um, doesn't get talked about a lot. Right. I think one of them on on that record that stands out to me that doesn't get talked about a lot. But you guys were playing it real early on before the release of that album, uh, Holy Water. Mm. Was there ever any yeah. talk of that being a single, maybe at any time or anything like that? um man that's also one of my favorite songs now that that's one of my favorite taking back sunday songs of all time actually <laughs> oh thanks man yeah. there, there's uh um 
No, I mean, like, we don't really think in, uh, in terms of, like, what's going to be a single or anything like that anymore. Like, we just think more of, as far as when we're approaching a song, you know, we try to, or I guess a better way to say that was we try to treat every song as if it were the single, you know? Gotcha, yep. So, so then once it's done, you know, um, it's kind of uh, out of our hands as far as, uh, you know, like, like uh, what will be released first or second mm-hmm. or third or whatever. Got it. Uh, you guys did put out a, a compilation of uh, the band's kind of handpicked songs there called uh, 20 for the 20th year anniversary. Um, it included a couple newer songs, um, a song for Dan and All Ready to Go. Um, yeah. And it was accompanied by a 20 year anniversary world tour. Uh, two nights back to back in every city, a coin flip to decide whatever you guys were playing that night, whatever album front to back. Um, I know you guys talked about that a lot, but um, do you want to just get into a little bit of how the, the coin flip came about and uh, what it was like being on a headlining world tour? Yeah, there's a, uh, well, last year was crazy. Like it's like the polar opposite of this year <laughs> as yeah. far as like, yeah, because we went all around the world and it was, uh, you know, we're just so fortunate to be able to do that and then to be able to you know like um i'm not a big fan of kind of like like spending too much time uh with nostalgia but we figure if you do and i've said this a lot of times but if you do you know 20 years if you do something for 20 years consistently i think that deserves to be celebrated yeah so um yeah that was just it was a wild ride and then but we uh the the coin flip I believe it was our manager, Jillian, and we've been together, you know, since Tell All Your Friends, and um, it, it, it kind of started as a joke, and then we just followed through with it, because um, we thought it was pretty funny, and it was nice to us, too, because you couldn't, like, um, you know, when you're away and you're touring that consistently for that long, you know, you kind of start to lose your mind a little bit, and that helped to kind of keep us on our toes and not just kind of fall into this uh you know rhythm um so so that was good that we were flipping the coin because i think otherwise we just would have been uh we would just would have started doing ridiculous cover songs or something what um i i did see that seth rollins from the wwe he flipped a coin at one of your guys shows that's pretty awesome Were, were there any other yeah um like big names like that that came up on stage to flip the coin or anything like that? Uh, well, there were um, some days to where, or some shows to where we we would have our friends come out and do it, you know, just to kind of like um, people that were there at the shows could see like, hey, like here's the person that's also been with us since the beginning. And yeah, that yeah that's cool. Has helped and all that, so. But no other WWE stars, no. <laughs> Last year, well, not last, but last uh, with the albums, are there plans of a new Taking Back Sunday album? I'm sure there are. I'm sure this is all, yeah. all this COVID stuff is uh, putting a halt to that. But um, mm-hmm. what, where are we in those stages right now? Well, it's like right before, like at the, in the beginning of March, we were in the studio and we um, uh, put a bunch of ideas down. Like we were there, we were there for about a week and then like, the week after that john's family my family we actually went like on a short vacation right Mm -hmm. after that and that's when you know um shit hit the fan so hopefully soon we'll be able to get back in and keep working on it 
you know, everybody's got their their own ideas kicking around. But one of the things is, or with Taking Back Sunday, you know, is that like the song doesn't, um, you're never going to know what the end product is going to be until we're kind of all in the room to, together. Because so much that I like about the band is it is just what every, what each individual contributes to the song. So, I mean, for instance, like a song like Tidal Wave, you know, like that, like that was kind of like a singer songwritery had more of that feel to it when John first brought it in. And then Mark's like, oh, what if we speed it up? And then Sean's like, oh, and we could try this. And then like, it just kind of snowballs for there and became this thing that no one had pictured for it in the beginning. So I guess all that to say is I look forward to being able to uh, get back together with the guys, but it's just kind of like, we all live in separate places. So mm-hmm. it's like hard to, to know like when we can safely do that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully soon obviously will you be doing uh like more uh producing and stuff like that like you 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 did on either a song for dan or already to go or or both right you were you did more on that end of things but do you plan on doing that for the new record or help or or, uh, helping a little with that hopefully yeah i mean it's not so because as far as the producing goes you know i mean or with those songs that was just all for all four of us Mm -hmm. um but yeah, like on the technical side, like all the engineering and things like that, I just love it. And then so, um, and then so like the last time we were in the studio, I was running all that. So hopefully, you know, I'll be able to engineer a little on the actual record too. And then obviously who knows when it'll be because of everything that's going on, but, or like who we'll get to work with, but uh, I, they're probably gonna be so tired of me because I'll be like, oh, why'd you do that? Oh, but what if we try this? <laughs> things like that do you plan on doing something like that i mean after ho- hopefully it doesn't end anytime soon within the next 20 years here but after taking back sunday or even you know during the, the the later years would you plan on doing something like that as as a full-time career i would i would love to do that i'd love to be able to do both you know yeah. um there's a i think with a lot of it is you just gotta go in and actually do it you know and then i guess i'm just not really at a place to where i feel like uh totally confident to like really take the reins on something like that you know yeah. like like i would hate to like have like convince a band to let me engineer and produce their record and then uh them being disappointed at it afterwards so i right. s- s- still have a bit more to learn but that's one of the things i love so much about it too it's same thing like with the guitar you know there's always something always something new to learn you know you never really reach the like there's no finish line you know Got it. yep uh so a while back i know you you released the solo song because it works this is a while while ago but um mm-hmm. have you done anything like that after that or is there are there any plans something like that like some more solo stuff like that in the future um yes there it, i don't know when like it's always been one of those things that i've just kind of had like a kicking around in the back of my head you know but taking back sunday's always been the main focus mm-hmm. um and then a lot of times, like ideas that I would have would end up in Taking Back Sunday yeah, songs. I so, um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like since, you know, um, like, like quarantine and all that, like I've been, I've been actually trying to just kind of compile those and um, play more with just focusing on that just to, uh, both to keep myself occupied and then just also to it's it's uh something i've wanted to do for a long time hopefully you know i could make a record and put it out 
Yeah, nice. That that would that would be awesome. Um, something. I think so. You you've been a, a a part of some other songs here, uh, a, a feature on some other songs. One being uh, James Arthur. He's a pretty big like uh, I guess pop song a uh, pop star I would say. Um, yeah. He actually he used especially some... in like the UK and right Europe. yeah. He he used Huge. some Taking Back Sunday lyrics, um, and then actually featured you in his song uh, unconditionally. Uh, what what was it like working with the guy like the, with like that that talent, and then um, just hearing him say in interviews and stuff that you guys were his favorite band of all time. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. That was like fun how it happened because because at first you know he had reached out to us and been like, hey, um, I'm going to put a song on my new record but it has some of your lyrics in it like is that okay and you know they got to do all the mm-hmm. grown-up stuff with that yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh and then after we were like yeah that's no problem at all he got back with us and he was like do you think you'd want to sing on it and it, it w- worked out perfect because we were in the uk and um we had a day off before a london show and the producer he works with is uh, based in London. So on the day off, uh, our tour manager, Andy and I, we just went down to the studio and and recorded that, and then um, which was great fun. And then like, I just loved it being in studios, you know? And, and it, so, um, yeah, I mean, that was a, we felt real, um, it's, it, it's an amazing thing, you know, when you can like to see or get feedback from a person who you wouldn't really think uh, would even be aware of yeah. music that you've made and then to uh, have them on board with you, you know, I mean, that's always, I mean, I think that's a pretty cool thing. And that that's also a thing like, I'm, or it kind of uh, speaks to a thing I'm really proud of uh, about taking back Sunday is that just like being able to bring um, a lot of different people together that are all at different stages in their lives, you know, and that are all very different. But to bring them all together, you know, to uh, to uh, um, like celebrate music, yeah. you know, and then to and then to realize that they have a lot more in common than they think, you know, like that's I'm really proud that we're lucky enough to be able to do that. Awesome. Uh, so I know you guys have done a lot of like little little mini acoustic sets, three, four songs, something like that you guys have done a lot of that, especially after Tidal Wave. I feel like it kind of uh, some some of those kind of happened a little lot more often um one of them was uh for barstool sports for an acoustic show at their at their either oh yeah their, either their older headquarters or their new one i can't remember what it was i know you or, mentioned like something i think that, it was their like i think they were in the process of like getting ready to move to a right. newer one because yeah cause they were, because they were growing so fast. So. I know, yeah. I, I follow them pretty religiously. I, I, I was pretty shocked in, in a good way that I saw what it popped up on their website that you guys were going to be playing uh, an acoustic set there. What was it like playing for uh, for the guys at Barstool? It was cool. Everybody there was real n- nice to us. You know. Did you get to meet <laughs> Dave Portnoy? <laughs> um, I'm not sure if he was there. Um, also, the thing about that day is like that was probably like the third or fourth place that we visited oh, really? um but but yeah but I, I do remember some of the people being there like i just think that they were excited that something was going on rather than <laughs> moving uh, or, yeah, uh, yeah 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 something <laughs> different was happening but uh but yeah they were great they were all real nice to us and um 
Yeah. I actually think I left like I left a harmonica or something there. <laughs> so they have like, Adam's had... harmonica at Barstool. Well, <laughs> well, no, the great thing was we just called him up. It was like uh, however long later when I realized it. And yeah, they ran it right out to it. So it was great. Oh, nice. That's cool. So playing off of that, the little, uh, the three, four song set acoustics shows there. You guys have done full acoustic sets too. Um, the live mm -hmm. and orange sands i think is how you say that um have you yeah. guys ever talked about maybe a uh like more live tours or anything like that or, or even a, like a, or a live acoustic album kind of like how bayside does stuff like that we've uh we've definitely talked about doing something like orange sands again see because the idea there was like well we're probably not gonna ever get asked to do an mtv unplugged but we love those growing yeah. up so why don't we just make our own, <laughs> make our own. and uh so yeah, that's something I'd be real interested in doing again. And, and I know the guys would be interested in doing that again, too, because that's always fun, you know, because now you're kind of stripping the songs down. So you get to reimagine different parts. And, um, and, and then so that's always something we enjoy doing. So yeah. yeah, we'll see, we'll see what the future holds. You know, everything's so uncertain right now. Oh, yeah, for it's, sure. It's hard to make any kind of plans, you know, mm hmm going away from the acoustic stuff into the uh the um regular live shows here for those who haven't seen taken back sunday live i'm sure um anybody listening to this would have seen you guys live uh this guy does the craziest stuff on stage especially with the microphone can you talk a little bit about uh the the mic swing where that came from uh how you turned it into just swinging a mic to an actual like art form with the microphone on stage it's one of the craziest <laughs> I, I don't know about that but. <laughs> oh for sure <laughs> you're not the only one to do it but you're definitely the first one to make it look like that <laughs> <laughs> well there, yeah that just came from not like i had to do something mm. you know because i'm going from being the bass player i, I don't right. know it's kind of like a ricky bobby thing you know like you don't <laughs> know what to do with your hands and um and then it just yeah and then it just kind of now it's more like a nervous tick. Did you guys used to have to, like, with the other band members to stay away from the mic? I talked, like I said, I talked to Fred about it. He said he got hit once in the thumb. Obviously, we know about uh, Matt Rubano getting hit in the head because you guys made that yeah. shirt, that, that blue shirt with the, the yeah. microphone wrapped yeah, around the, the neck and the blood. Um, yeah. Did you guys, like, how did they know when to stay away from the mic or, or did they just kind of wing it and hope that <laughs> you didn't hit them? Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of it's, was luck uh <laughs> i try to be conscious of where everybody is you know right so um that way i'm not just throwing it around all willy-nilly uh but yeah there have been those few accidents it's, i mean there have been times not a, bigger stages not a good feeling i've seen you throw it across half the the, the crowd's heads and it rips uh, uh, wraps around your your neck there a bunch of times it's crazy no one's ever gotten hurt like that which is good but um not only the mic swing on stage but what about there have been times back in the day with like the, the hanging upside down from the rafters and doing all that kind of crazy stuff. Um, yeah. What, what's the highest you think you, you were ever up? Cause sometimes you're holding on with one hand, but sometimes you completely let go and you're just hanging there. That's yeah. I always try to lock my feet in. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know what the highest would be. Um, there's, I do remember, um, I remember we were doing Soundwave in Australia one year and, I did that and I got stuck like my boot <laughs> oh, was like stuck in the and it was uh you know and I was like doing my best to make it look like I intentionally uh was stuck up there um 
but that got a little terrifying. Yeah, that's And then great. there's another time that I remember I had climbed up and the security was not too happy about it. And they were trying to get me down by pulling the <laughs> microphone cord like this, but it was around my neck. And then, so I'm oh, like, no. you have to stop this. <laughs> so so it, how did they stop? How did they know to stop? They just, they saw your reaction and just stopped or, or you got down? No, our, uh, our, our, our crew just like descended upon the guy. Like he's gets around his neck. <laughs> that's, that's so, scary. So they really saved me. Yeah. <laughs> So the show is called For the Berg, based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania here. Um, mm -hmm. as I've, I've seen you guys about 20-some times, from Pittsburgh to Boston to Cleveland, Allentown, PA, whatever. Uh, first taking uh, back thank you. Yeah, so, uh, first Taken Back Sunday show was at the huge pavilion where all the Warped Tours happened, uh, but it was you guys and the used opened up for Blink-182. Uh, oh, so yeah. At uh, the Chevrolet Amphitheater, which isn't even a thing anymore. Um, I think it's a soccer stadium now. Uh, but this time, I think Tom DeLonge and Angels and Airwaves open up for you guys now with, I think it was Head Automatica, Jimmy Eat World, if that sounds right. Uh, they're, they're or it, it was um, the, the Subways and Head Automatica and okay. us and Angels and Airwaves. Okay, so Jimmy Eat World would have been another tour then? Yeah, that was yeah, like that was a co-headlining tour. tour. That might have been at the same place, though. I th I, th I think I'm not 100. percent I guess now. I thought that was the same well, show. There's, yeah, because the Jimmy World Tour was before we recorded um, Louder Now. All right. So then this would have probably been after that, after Louder Now. Um, yeah. Next year, I've seen it a couple of times at Stage AE down by Hinesfield PNC Park with uh, the Used. Every time I die, yeah. Coheed outside. Those are all awesome. Uh, Peterson Events Center, where uh, Pitt plays basketball, uh, with Sayosin, where Anthony Green came uh, whenever he came back to the band and recorded their new album. Oh no, I was going to say that was that uh, dashboard. dashboard yep. Carnegie Mellon University a long time ago with uh, Atreyu and the Varsity. I just for some reason oh, wow. with the Varsity, I remember you coming out on stage when they were yeah. playing, singing uh, the chorus of their song "You're Heaven, My Hell." I can't find any of their stuff on anywhere because i forever wanted to find out what the hell is that song that he came out and said i remember the the words to it and then i would just look, search that finally found it but uh if, if, if that rings any bells the, the, during that tour. oh yeah <laughs> ben is uh well that was my buddy ben's band we met oh, when nice. i was like 17 and then we lived together for a while and then um he actually he's he's living down in texas right now but um yeah i, I talked to him just yesterday Nice. That's really cool. Um, some other ones here um, with Under Oath. Can't remember where this was, but again, it was back in the where you want to be days. Uh, do you have yeah. any personal favorite memories or show show memories or uh, places you guys have got to eat? Anything like that or get a drink? Anything after a show from Pittsburgh? Yeah. There was a, I believe there was a, was the Club Laga there. Uh huh. So I knocked out my front tooth there. Um, <laughs> which with is the microphone? Random thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, pretty early on. Yeah. And like, I like tossed it and it came back around and popped me in the face and just knocked my tooth right out. And then, uh, yeah, that's uh, just cause we were just talking about the microphone stuff. So yeah. That, that Eddie, mind, Eddie but. actually told, he was my first guest on the show and he told me that that was one of his memories of Pittsburgh was you knocking your teeth out. Oh yeah. Show, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah I, re I remember that club had a, uh, uh, had a like a tiny elevator too. That, yeah, to that's what he was up, saying so to get all the gear up. up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it took took forever. But um, no, I yeah, it's always a great time there. There, I'm like trying to think. I think 
because um, the the place where we played like the last couple times the stage ae right yeah down by where the steelers play and where uh yeah where pnc park yeah, like, is in heinz field yeah i love going walking around there like there's oh that's nice like, down there yeah yeah so that's what i've done the past few times too and nice. there's a lot of great memories like when we were like uh just in that parking lot like i know <laughs> it um like because you don't always get the chance to go get out you know and it, but i like on the when red city radio was out with us we had the just a really great night just after the show you know just all kind of um hanging out together and then same thing with every time i die when we were on that tour and so it's a um i have a lot of uh like great memories of great camaraderie associated with that place awesome you guys actually got to play the outside of stage ae with coheed and camera i've had a couple guys on the yeah. show that said man i wish i got to play the outside of that of the stage ae it's pretty cool back there yeah it's it well it's a it's a crazy thing because they just lift up the you know <laughs> the uh that, so it's um it's funny you know because you'll walk in there first thing in the morning and then just kind of be a little bit like wait a second i thought wait is that our, the same wait is that the is same this stage the same place yeah, is it, yeah so they just it's the same stage yeah. and they just flip everything around so you're facing the other direction now i'm pretty sure wow yeah. i didn't, I, didn't I mean I'm, i guess it makes sense for it to be like that it's not that big so it I'm makes sense <laughs> thinking of it correctly that's funny i think so yeah do you know what the term uh I, actually hold on before i get into this there was something that i wanted to bring up from that show when you were playing outside i remember somebody sucker punched some dude he was wearing a chicago cubs oh, hat yeah. and then you stopped the yeah. show and you, you kicked him out yeah. of the show you had security kick him out what happened there what i mean I, dude, that's well i like i was kind of you know since it was outside it's kind of like i can see everything that's going yeah. on in the crowd and i just saw this guy come out of nowhere and then like walk and then just kind of punched this guy in the face but from kind of like around the side so the other guy didn't even see it coming and then he just like started to run off and but that was starting like a scuffle you know like mm -hmm. there was a, like other people were about to fight so it's like well that guy shouldn't hit this other guy because that's not the guy that hit him the guy that hit him <laughs> is over there so let's get him out let's get him out can, yeah they actually yeah, got so him out though right yeah 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 that's so and then yeah and then everybody had a good time oh yeah, it was a good one um do you know what the term jag off means by chance um i well i mean uh is that like a, another way of calling somebody a, a dummy like or yeah like like, a, like an like an asshole like yeah it's a, a pittsburgh term for asshole dickhead douchebag whatever uh i ask yeah. every guy on the show totally up to you how you want to answer it. i'm kindly bat I'm, I'm kind of batting 500 here on this one uh, being okay. in one of the one of these bigger bands here, touring all over the world, anybody you were excited to meet that turned out to be a jagoff? Um, you, you can't say me for blowing up your Instagram because I'm not famous, so it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> or like, no, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think you uh, blowing up my Instagram uh, makes <laughs> makes you a jagoff. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? No, no, there's nobody that I could. Um, no, we've been really fortunate you know we haven't run into too many of those kind of people good that's good um yeah getting into some fan questions here there's there's a bunch here I, I, I posted on facebook that i was talking to you and by far the most likes and comments on this one as any other 
guy that I've talked to and I've talked to dudes from NSYNC who were the biggest pop stars in the world. So that's cool that you got the most love on that one. Uh, one of the first ones, oh, wow. actually, I am, I'm friends with uh, Eddie Reyes on Facebook. He, he said, say hi and that he misses you guys. So I wanted to work that in there, but um, the next one here has the band given, yeah, has the band given any thought to uh, doing any of those drive-in shows that, that have been happening recently? We've been talking about, you know, just any option we can think of really. Mm -hmm. I've, Obviously, our main focus right now would be to be able to get back into the studio, but yeah. um, it's a, it's difficult because we live so far apart now. And then, too, I wouldn't want to be responsible for any kind of like if something like, would I would never want. Yeah, like I would never want somebody to say, well, I was fine. And then I went to a Taking Back Sunday show and now I'm sick. Yeah. So it's it's and like the Abbott brothers did one at the raceway down here and that was done real well but there's other ones that I've seen you know you'll see some of the photos and like people yeah their cars are spaced but then they're out and like doing the yeah. thing and just not being very uh, res respectful of their neighbors so um hopefully you know hopefully we can figure something out. Yeah. Uh, next one here, uh, you guys a little while back went on tour with uh, My Chemical Romance. I know this tour came to Allentown, PA, the one that I, I traveled a few hours away to see that one. Uh, My Chemical Romance actually had to back out of that show or of a couple, a handful of these shows because I guess Gerard had something going on with his voice. Um, but you, I think, stepped in and did I'm Not Okay, at least at one show. I don't think it was at the Allentown show, but at least at one of the shows you sang I'm Not Okay with the band with uh, my chemical romance playing yeah uh, so well, what, what was that like and how, how'd you guys decide how to do that uh learning all the lyrics how to sing that yeah that was great you know they um yeah like we were uh friends so mm -hmm. it was it was more of a thing of like well rather than not playing at all would you still want to try this you know and because i'd be more than happy to do that and yeah. uh, yeah and it and it worked out so um yeah that's awesome uh next here you guys have played a handful of late night talk shows from conan o'brien to jimmy kimmel a few times everything in between there uh, had a world tour to celebrate your 20th anniversary as a band like we talked about what would your if you can even pick out of 20 years here i'm sure it's hard uh one of your favorite um either show memories or just uh, like one little particular memory as a band be from from this time and why something like the coolest thing you guys have done Man, there's so many, and we've been, you know, like I said, we're just the luckiest people that I know. Um, ones that stick out. Um, we opened for Green Day at uh, Milton Keynes in the UK, and it was 120,000 people uh, over two days. So it was 60,000 one day, 60,000 the next. And walking on that stage, because it was this band, it was Hard Fi, Us, Jimmy World, and Green Day. And, but just walking out on that stage and looking out at the crowd, it it doesn't look real, you know, like it looks yeah. like someone hung up a backdrop or something. It's, it's so that I'll never forget that. That was crazy. That was pretty crazy. And then there was one out. I was actually telling this story not too long ago to a buddy of mine. But one year we were playing Reading and Leeds and uh, uh, we had like gone to like uh walk around uh at like because we played earlier in, earlier in the day and then so we like went to walk around and and once we 
came back pretty late and it was already dark and uh, the headliner was uh, the darkness and they were about to go on. So we get back to where like the trailers are, like the backstage area and everyone was just gone. And we were like, oh no, where'd everybody go? This is crazy. And we thought, well, we'll just sit out here and wait for him to come back. And then um, towards the end of the darkness is set, this crazy, they had this crazy firework uh, show, right? And the, the reason that they, that no one was back there was because they cleared the area out <laughs> Cause uh, so no one got hurt. So, um, and so I don't know how we ended up getting back there, you know, but somebody should have stopped us, but yeah. it was pretty amazing. Cause there we are. And like, we're laying on the grass and there's fireworks literally going off right over our head. Darkness is playing in the background. That was pretty great. That is pretty cool. Uh, what yeah. about there? There was a time that I can remember you guys talking about, um, that you kind of accidentally opened up for Slayer or didn't accidentally open up for Slayer, something like that to where you were going to have to go on to the yeah. to, to play for all the Slayer fans or. <laughs> yeah, that was our first show in the UK and it was at a download fest and we were the the way they do it. The fest is uh, done very well, but they, um, they like spread all the acts out to the different stages, you know, and, mm there was something going on with like Slayer's crew or something got caught up like at customs. And then, so they came to us and they're like, okay, well Slayer's running late. So you guys are going to go on. And we were <laughs> like, wait, what? Cause, cause this tent is just filled with people that want to see one band and one band only. And that band was Slayer. <laughs> and then, so um, like right when, like this whole time you know we're like oh man this is terrible we don't want to do this it's not gonna go well and then so uh so they start to wheel our equipment on on there you know and at the time we had like you know like two guitar cabinets and then clearly that's not slayer's guitar cabinet and because they have a wall of them you know and then people immediately started booing and throwing things at the stage and we're so we're like we're gonna get murdered out there because we're not slayer and they really want to see slayer and um and then finally like at the last minute they like showed up and then everything worked out to they be saved okay the day. <laughs> yeah and then and then slayer plays and you know we go on however long after that like a half hour 45 minutes and there's like three or four people like in that tent that was then before then was just you couldn't fit anymore in there so <laughs> that was pretty funny that's crazy uh yeah. next one i know you guys do a fair a fair share of covers uh either recorded or just on stage uh, as little mm -hmm. little things there in, in between songs what newer 2020 song or 2019 song um would you want to see taking back sunday cover as either a, a recording or um just on stage something like that anything like that pop goes punk or pop goes cronk anything like that hmm. you know i haven't really listened to much pop music because with all the in sanity that's going on mm -hmm. in the world i find myself i mean i'm either listening to npr or something that i'm very familiar with right. like tom petty and and because i can't um because it's hard enough just to get my brain around everything else you know and and so i ha i haven't really been uh keeping up with what's you know climbing up the pop charts as the kids say mm -hmm. 
Um, so I, so to answer your question, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one. You've all, you've seen the movie old school, right? Obviously. I would yeah. So. Uh, the wedding part where, uh, the Dan band is playing uh, total eclipse of the heart, yeah. putting their, their little spin on it. If you could pick, if you could choose one song for the Dan band to cover from taking back Sunday, put their little spin on it with all the words in there. What, what would it be? And how, how would you think that would go? <laughs> um, it would have to be like a slower have, yeah it would like, have to be like like more like ballady type song because that's mm -hmm. when i think the dan band like really shines oh yeah um <laughs> yeah so probably something like uh um new american yeah, like classic new, or yeah yeah yeah, uh. yeah that yeah new american classic nice sure <laughs> no what also would be fun to hear them do is uh right here waiting for you um by uh richard marks yeah, um, nice. That that would be a good one for the damn band to cover. Um, do you or anybody in the band have any weird superstitious pre-show rituals or anything like that before hitting stage? We uh, we have this high five thing we do, and when I say it out loud, it's gonna just <laughs> everyone says that sound <laughs> cool at all. But um, yeah, but the thing is, is like like everybody has to high five each other, and if somebody outside of us gets in on it they have to high five everybody else i don't know why but i guess that's a superstitious thing we do yeah that works which will probably be completely different i don't know if we'll be high-fiving anymore oh yeah who knows fist bumping elbow bumping know. elbow yeah. bump there you go that's better yeah um what band have you Maybe, seen most? like a foot tap yeah <laughs> foot tap what band have you seen most live as a fan not being on tour with but live as a fan Live as a fan. Um, that is a good question. Probably uh, Corey Brannon. He's a uh, he's based out of Tennessee, in uh, Memphis, and he's one of my favorite singer songwriters. Nice. And I and any and any time he comes through, I go to the show. Um, awesome. But yeah, that's who I think I've seen the seen the most. I asked that question to everybody on the show in the hopes that one person would, would say like, Oh, what about you? So I would always say taking back Sunday. So there's my answer. <laughs> I've never seen anybody more than 21, 22 times, but they're the, you guys are the only ones. Oh, um, man, thank you for that. Yeah, wow. No problem. Um, so if your band could tour with just one other band for the rest of your career, who would that band be and why? Ooh, that's a tough one. And that's the response probably you get the, every time. <laughs> probably the, the Foo Fighters. Nice. Just because I'd like to go on tour with the Foo Fighters. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Um, <laughs> kind of a weird question here, but uh, just playing so many shows over 20 years throughout your career, it's obviously bound to happen. Um, but when was the last time you would have bombed on stage and what went wrong and how bad was it? The time that really sticks out in my mind was not too long ago. Um, I don't remember. I think we were at, it was, it, it was an outdoor show and something like my brain, like some wires got disconnected for a minute. And during Better Homes and Gardens, I completely forgot the words. Uh -oh. So I ended up doing, <laughs> <laughs> it was so embarrassing and terrible. But I ended up doing like, pro like uh, from like the first, from the end of the first verse until that, until like uh, the, probably the second chorus mm -hmm. i just sang one line over and over and over um and i'm trying to remember which one it was it was uh 
Oh yeah, that just because uh, the only one I could remember was uh, it was all for nothing. It was all a waste. So I just said just that, kept saying that for like time. a minute and a half. And no one, no one in the crowd that. was like, "What the?" <laughs> I couldn't open my eyes um, <laughs> oh, yeah. because I was so embarrassed. And it, and and then when I finally got back on track, I remember turning around to Mark, and he's just <laughs> like, and he and he's laughing. He just thought it was so funny. Um, <laughs> Which, in hindsight, it was just in the moment. It was well, terrible. yeah, obviously, um, man. That that beats out the time. I know. Again, this is way, way back. Tell all your friends time. You, what happened when you got hurt and you were walking around? You had to have a cane on on stage. Did you fall yeah, off of a well, stage or? Yep. Yeah, I had. A, that's what I thought. I had, yeah, I had fallen off of a stage and dislocated my hip. That's brutal not awesome not awesome but you still went out there with a cane every night and went nuts on stage that's awesome um yeah it wasn't a good look no <laughs> no i mean you did the best you could at the time um yeah. is there anything else yeah. you want to say or plug or anything like that before we get off i know uh talking back sunday the podcast you guys have been putting out yeah um, yeah yeah we do that every tuesday it's like funny because we were doing um we were doing kind of a call like that anyways um mm, okay and then Sean was like, oh, why don't we just film it and put it out? So, And then I think we've done like 10, 10 episodes of it. And it, I'm like hard to, it's difficult to call them episodes, but there's, but just because it's just us chatting. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we do that every Tuesday. And then, um, you know, hopefully we can get together some kind of uh, streaming something, live streaming something soon. Yeah. And, but other than that, I don't have a, Red City Radio is putting out a new record that's really good. They they sent me a copy of it. Um, nice. So look out for that. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for finally yeah, making man, work with me. <laughs> oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about the back and forth and all. No, that, you're but, good. Uh, I'm sorry about keep coming at you. I'm like, man, I'm just I'm gonna try one more time, and then we're gonna hope he responds. Uh, <laughs> and then the one night you responded, I'm like oh shit he responded now what do i say <laughs> now, now i gotta try to make sure that we make that work but yeah <laughs> yeah well then too you know like i think i had responded and then like i didn't really check anything for however many days and then so like finally i saw it again and not and i, and I was like i need to do this podcast i'm gonna go make it so i, t I talked um, to uh, i appreciate your perseverance yeah no. uh persistence all right buddy i appreciate it thank you yeah man thanks for taking the time nope Mr. Pop. Oh.